It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Cricket Corner podcast with me, Watsal Vora. What a performance yet again as the Indian ship continues to march on at the 2023 Cricket World Cup. Welcome back to the Cricket Corner podcast with me, Watsal Vora. As India have given England a complete hammering and have secured a 100-wicket victory in Lucknow. Well, 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 this, this victory completely belongs to the bowlers. We have had so many good bowling performances in this World Cup, but I think this one just tops it out for me. And it is all down to the likes of Mohamed Shami and Kuldeep Yadav, Jaspreet Bumrah and likes, because this completely belongs to the bowlers. And there is so much to talk about here because India have just put a nail in the coffin. And I think England's reign as probably the world's best limited oversight has come to an end now because uh, yes there was hammering defeats against the likes of Afghanistan, South Africa, Sri Lanka but I think this one just stops it as far as the English side is concerned but uh, we'll talk about England later on let's start by talking about India and how well they have played because uh, Lucknow's pitch has always had it has always had a bad reputation if you personally ask me because in the 2023 cricket uh, in the 2023 IPL I meant uh, to say that uh, in the 2023 Indian Premier League the Lucknow pitch was not the best let's be honest if you score 135 in 20 overs you could have called that a winning total and I think the similar pattern has emerged as far as the World Cup is concerned as well. Yes, the format is different. We are playing 50 over one day cricket instead of T20 cricket over there. But still, the point remains the same. The pitch has been polling, polling friendly. I'm not going to say pitch has been poor because no pitches are poor. They are either batting friendly or bowling friendly. I think the pitch here in Lucknow is bowling friendly. And I think... England made the better start in this game, let's be honest, right from the toss to the end of the first innings. Joss Butler, the England captain winning the toss, electing to bowl first. There were a few eyebrows raised with when England decided to bowl first because uh, bowling is not their forte because they are renowned for their hard-hitting batsmen and their bowling in this World Cup has been very, very poor and very, very ordinary so winning the toss and bowling first against the likes of 
शुभमन गिल रोहित शर्मा विराट कोहली सूर्य कुमार यादव श्रेयस अय्यर के एल राहुल फेल्ट लाइक द रॉन्ग डिसीजन बट इन द एंड इंडिया जस्ट मैनेज टू पुट ऑन टू हंड्रेड एंड ट्वेंटी नाइन एंड लॉस्ट नाइन विकेट्स इन द प्रोसेस इन दैट रिगार्ड्स इट फेल्ट लाइक इंग्लैंड हैव द अपर हैंड हियर बिकॉज दिस इज नॉट अ लॉट टू चेस डाउन येस इंग्लिश बैट्समैन आर नॉट इन द बेस्ट ऑफ फॉर्म्स बट कम ऑन should be chaseable but uh, indian bowling yet again on top of their opposition and they have just taken the game out taken the game away from england and it has been an absolutely magnificent performance let's let's start by talking about the indian batting to begin with and then we'll praise the in, the indian bowling when uh, we talk about that section in this podcast later on Once again runs being scored by Rohit Sharma the skipper leading from the front 87 of 101 deliveries 10 fours and 3 sixes along the way if you had not watched the game and someone had told you well Rohit Sharma has played 101 deliveries in this game you would have assumed that Rohit Sharma has probably gone on to score 150 plus but uh, the nature of the wicket and wickets falling all around him meant that he he took a step back he wasn't as attacking as we've seen him against the likes of Pakistan against the likes of Afghanistan in this world cup he he took his time did score some beautiful shots one of the chip shot over mid wicket for a boundary that was one of my favorite shots in this match but uh, he took his time there and he supported the likes of uh, KL Rahul supported other batsmen around him as well and i think his 87 was the reason why india could manage a total of 229 because there were wickets falling all over him all all around him 26 for 1 they lost shubman gill 20 27 for 2 so just a run later they lost virat kohli for a not 40 for 3 shreyas ayer dismissed for 4 at and at that point in time it felt like england are going to be all over all over india they were enjoying themselves in the field they were throwing men around england were just brilliant in the field and it i think the that created the positive positive atmosphere around the english setup and it meant and it felt like they could take the ascendancy here and bowl india out cheaply but i think the 91 run partnership between kl rahul and rohit sharma was the most important partnership india have had in this world cup so far i think that 91 run partnership cemented india's place that uh, and denied england a chance to chance to get over the indian indian batsmen and i think that 91 run stand meant that india could now pose a really challenging total because somewhere around the 30 35th over it it meant it it felt like the the pitch is not a 250 260 pitch it felt like anything about 240 230 is going to be a winning total and i think that 91 run partnership allowed england allowed india to be honest to stamp their authority make sure that they are in a comfortable position when they when the tail took over and and the took over it did kl rahul was dismissed for 39 and then came surya kumar yadav i think surya kumar yadav justified why he's been picked ahead of the likes of sanju samson in the indian squad he scored 49 of 47 deliveries four fours and a six in his innings and i think his 49 meant that in england could not restrict india to a subpar total and instead india posted 229 from their 50 overs 
I think Surya Kumar Yadav had he not played the way in which he did could have seen India bowled out for less than 200 and that could have been a completely different scenario as far as the English chase is concerned but uh, I think 229 was about right and credit to the likes of Surya Kumar Yadav who stuck around with the tail had healthy partnership with the likes of Ravinder Jadeja Jaspreet Bumrah and uh, and and others and i think he he was he was the key there i think coming down the order i think one of the commentators did say that in the uh, on air that he is been given the role of henry clason as of henry clason who uh, for south africa if you don't know comes down the order plays attacking shots and takes the game away from the opposition not completely attacking as far as surya kumar yadav is concerned yes he scored at a strike rate of 104 but uh, as far as sky's reputation is concerned you expect him to score at a strike rate of 135 140 but that wasn't the case but still valuable innings 229 on the board and i think i did tweet right after india posted 229 saying that against this english batting I think 229 is going to be more than enough and I was I was so right there. Before we talk about the English collapse, let's talk about their bowling. I think that bowling they bowled really really well. I think today's bowling performance was arguably England's best performance as far as their bowlers are concerned in this World Cup. David really picking up three wickets. Chris Wokes was excellent in his opening spell. He picked up a couple as well. Adil Rashid economical as always 2 for 35 for him and a solitary wicket for Mark Wood but i think as i've already mentioned earlier in this podcast this win completely belongs to the indian fast bowling and the indian spinners it is a collective victory for the in- indian bowlers and it it showed right from the very beginning and yeah the the, the opening spell bowled by Jaspreet Bumrah and Mohammad Shami picking up four crucial wickets and dismiss uh, and picking up four crucial wickets when England's score was just 39 i think that took the game away from england england might have come into the game uh, come into the chase thinking that well 230 is a chaseable total but i think that opening spell bowled by bumrah and shami was just outstanding picking up four wickets two wicket a piece uh, when england were just 39 when had, when had, when england had just 39 runs on the board that is johnny besto and david malan have had a few decent opening partnerships before the eventual english middle order collapse has happened and that was the case in this particular match as well we have seen this middle order collapse time and time again in this world cup and that happened once again johnny besto and david malan put on 30 runs for the first wicket they were 30 after 4.5 overs when jaspreet bumrah dismissed david malan but prior to that it felt like england were getting into the game david malan hit a six he then he scored a boundary of jaspreet bumrah as well he scored two boundaries and a six or from his 16 runs he scored from 17 deliveries and it felt like england will be fine that oh, the first 30 runs in which the first 30 runs that england scored that was the best batting england have done all game today and 
once David Milan was dismissed, it was just wicket after wicket after wicket. David Milan dismissed when England score was just 30, so that was 30 for one. Joe Root dismissed for a golden duck, very first ball. Coming down the wicket, trying to play on the leg side and just with Broomera just trapping him in front and that was a that was the plumest LBW decision you could have ever seen in a game. I don't understand why Joe Root decided to review that. If he had nicked that, he could have just reviewed straight away, but he had to consult uh, this non-striker at the other end, which was Johnny Bairstow, before reviewing that decision. There was a minute little spike when the ball passed the ball on the, on the sneakometer, but I don't think that was any edge in that one, and I think the decision was upheld and Joe Root was dismissed for a not. In comes Ben Stokes. And Ben Stokes' wicket completely belongs to Mohamed Shami. Mohamed Shami bowled nine balls to Ben Stokes. And out of those nine deliveries, at least on five, on five instances, he beat the outside of the bat of Ben Stokes. And Shami was bowling beautifully. I'm losing words here because I'm so full of adrenaline. And that credit goes to Mohamed Shami in that regard. Mohamed Shami has one of the best seam presentations in world cricket at the moment and and that was on full display against Ben Stokes time and time again coming round the wicket to the left-handed Ben Stokes and just bowling outside of his off stump and beating him for pace all the time and Ben Stokes was kind of agitated he was getting restless he wasn't he wasn't the Ben Stokes which we all know and love because in the test setup, if this was a test match, Ben Stokes would have played a bowler out. He would have he would have cemented his place on the crease. He would have played a few defensive shots, left a few good deliveries. But this wasn't the Ben Stokes which we all love. Ben Stokes wanted to get on top of Mohamed Shami and he wanted to do that in an attacking fashion. Time and time again, he tried to tried to hit the ball on the on his offside a couple of them did hit on did strike on his middle of the bat but unfortunately were not able to clear the cover region but he was going to attack and it felt like Mohamed Shami was just waiting for that perfect delivery time and time again pulled outside of his off stop and then that one delivery just coming in he bowled, he targeted on the middle and off stump and he just carceled Ben Stokes. The dismissal was off Ben Stokes is the genius of Mohamed Shami being patient and setting up Ben Stokes and picking up the all-important wicket. And when Ben Stokes was dismissed, England were 33 for 3 from 30 for no loss to 33 for 3 and from that point in time, I think the game was already done. When you dismiss the likes of Joe Root and Ben Stokes for not. There is no coming back from that. Josh Butler did come in, but uh, he he tried he tried his best. He scored tw- ten runs of twenty three deliveries. He was trying to hang in then, but but then that beautiful leg spin of Kuldeep Yadav got the better of him. I think that delivery to dismiss Ben Stokes completely belonged to Mohamed Shami, and I'm not going to take anything away from that. But the but the ball. 
but the ball Kuldeep Yadav bowled to get the better of Ben Stokes, I think that was the delivery of the game as far as my personal opinion is concerned. I'm not quite sure what you guys think, but I'm pretty sure most of you listening to this podcast are Indian fans and will completely agree with me when I say that the delivery to dismiss Joss Butler was probably the delivery of the game. Perfect leg spinner. Leg spinner leg spinner's dream I think Shane Vaughan would be smiling from the heavens rest in peace great man but I think Kuldeep Yadav we all love to see the video clip of Kuldeep Yadav getting the better of Babar Azam in the 2019 World Cup bowling over the wicket pitching it just outside of stump and then the ball turns in sharply and that was a picture carbon copy of what happened to Josh Butler. Josh Butler thinking that he has some room to play a shot on the offside, but the ball then turns in sharply and castles Josh Butler. And arguably the delivery of the game, probably the delivery of the World Cup, if I'm completely honest with you. But uh, yeah, I think from that point on, it was just chasing the game. Moin Ali and uh, Liam Livingston did hang in there but they tried but I think the game was getting away from them instead of them taking the game back towards the English dressing room. Moinali 15 of 31 deliveries was dismissed by Mohamed Shami. Liam Livingston did try did did try to play attacking cricket at some point but his 27 was the highest score England any England player could have managed could manage in this game. He scored 20 7, Chris Wokes 10, David Willey 16, not out. He hit two sixes of Jaspreet Bumrah towards the end. Adil Rashid scoring 13 and Mark Wood, the last wicket to fall, being cleaned up by Jaspreet Bumrah. It's worrying when your bowlers, your all-rounders, let's say, likes of Chris Wokes, David Willey, Adil Rashid, Liam Livingston, you, when these kind of players are more comfortable playing the Indian bowlers that's a worrying sign when the likes of Johnny Bairstow, David Malan, Joe Root, Ben Stokes, Josh Butler couldn't and uh, I think I'm not going to take any credit away from Indian bowlers yes English batsmen have been woeful in this World Cup but uh, credit to the England to credit to the Indian bowlers just be Bumrah ending with a figure ending with figures of 3 for 32 Mohamed Shami picking up four wickets four for 22 for him 2 for 24 for Kuldeep Yadav and a solitary wicket for Ravinder Jadeja who dismissed Chris Wokes. I, uh, yeah, Rohit Sharma has been given the player of the match. I'm just seeing that on the telly for his 87 of 101 deliveries. Personally, I would have given it to Mohamed Shami because he once again showed why he's India, one of India's best bowlers when it comes to an ICC tournament. The reintroduction of Mohamed Shami has taken India has taken India a step above the competition. India were already the favourites heading into the World Cup and they had played some outstanding cricket in their opening four games against Australia, Afghanistan, Pakistan and Bangladesh. But the the injury to Hardik Pandya, yes, it has messed up with the balance of the Indian team, but it could be a blessing in disguise because if... Hardik Pandya wouldn't have been injured. India wouldn't have played three seamers in the form of Shami, Siraj and Bumrah. And, but now, since they have lost the 10 overs which Hardik Pandya gives you, you are bound to play 
an extra seamer. There comes Mohammad Shami and his reintroduction has really taken India to new heights as I already mentioned in this podcast. Five wickets against New Zealand and in Dharamshala and now picking up four wickets. So he's picked up nine wickets already in just two matches. He is one of India's best bowlers in recent history when it comes to the World Cup. He had an outstanding 2019 World Cup as well where he picked up a hat-trick against Afghanistan. He was on a hat-trick today as well. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to pick one. But hey, four wickets for 22 is just outstanding. And I think if Hardik Pandya does return to the Indian setup now, I think it would be Mohamed Siraj who would make way for him because the way in which Mohamed Shami has been bowling, I don't see any stretch of imagination that Indian management replaces him and drops him out of this team. He is the staple and I think he should be given the new ball now. I think Mohamed Shiraj did share the new ball with Jaspreet Bumrah, but he bowled just a couple of overs before India realizing, Rohit Sharma himself realizing that I think Mohamed Shiraj is a bit too easy for the English batsman, takes him out of the attack, brings in Mohamed Shami and bang, he take, picks up two crucial wickets of Johnny Bairstow and Ben Stokes. Lovely, lovely performance. The more I talk about Indian bowling, the more I feel like I'm not talking about them enough. I'm not hyping them enough. But I think this victory is, in regards, a very unique victory. This is the first time in this World Cup. It took six matches, but it is the first time in this World Cup India were batting first. And there were a few question marks being raised ahead uh, after the game against New Zealand that India have never batted first. What if they bat first in a semi-final or a final and the batting collapses? Well, that kind of happened. They were 40 runs and they had lost three wickets. They had lost Shubman Gill, Virat Kohli and Shreya Sayer. But then again, the Indian batting is in such good form that even, even when India had lost those three players... I was still feeling very confident because we still had the captain Rohit Sharma on the crease. He has been in exceptional form in this World Cup. KL Rahul has shown time and time again that he you can trust him in the middle overs. Yes, his dismissal was kind of reckless and unnecessary. But his 39 was the backbone of the things to come after Rohit Sharma was dismissed. And I'm personally talking about Surya Kumar Yadav here. I think Surya Kumar Yadav coming in at number four, five, six, number six. Yeah, I have a scorecard open right in front of me. Coming in at number six and giving you those 49 runs of 47 deliveries. I think India had enough batting after Shreya Sayar and KL Rahul as well. You can expect a few runs from Ravinder Jadeja as well. Granted, he didn't score a lot today. Just eight runs being trapped in front by Adil Rashid. But... Credit where credit is due. I think India bats so, so down the batting, so down the pecking order that uh, a few wickets, a few wickets at the top doesn't really matter. And uh, I'm just happy to see India post a healthy enough total for the kind of pitch they were batting on. And then the complete ruthlessness of the Indian bowling attack has taken them to their sixth consecutive victory in this World Cup and now are back at the top of the standings. Up next for India is a game against Sri Lanka in Wankhede, a repeat of 
the 2011 World Cup final, the last time India won the World Cup. And judging by how they are playing at the moment, I'm I'm pretty sure India are going to win their third World Cup and the first after 13 years. Where do England go from here now? England play Australia in Ahmedabad next. Could be another defeat. Would be another defeat if you personally ask me. They still have three more games against Australia, Pakistan and Netherlands. The way England are batting at the moment, it is really difficult to see them winning any of that game. And I'm talking, I'm including the game against the Netherlands as well. Because the Netherlands have got two victories while England have got just one and are rooted at the bottom of the standings. There is so much to talk about the English side here. And I think the downfall of England in this particular World Cup warrants its own podcast and I think I'll do that once the World Cup is done and England have played all nine of their games but yeah it is it is really really disheartening because I think most of the older listeners of this podcast would have would know that yes I'm an Indian fan but I have a very soft corner for England and you can call me an English fan as well and uh, Yes, I'm pretty happy with how India performed today, but I was so disappointed with England that they couldn't even properly chase down a modest total. Yes, the pitch was not in the favor, in, not in your favor. The conditions were not in your favor, but at least give India some fight, man. Come on. I think this is probably India's easiest victory of this World Cup campaign so far. And there's a lot to talk about England's side here. Where do they go from here? Who do they bring in after this World Cup is done because as things stand, this is more grim than what England were going through back in 2015. But hey, this podcast is all about Indian cricket and Indian cricket is at the top of its game right now. Credit to the likes of Rohit Sharma, 87 for him, 49 for Surya Kumar Yadav and then it was all about the bowling. Jasprit Bumrah, 3 wickets, Mohamed Shami, 4 wickets. Kuldeep Yadav two wickets and they have given England a 100-run defeat in Lucknow. That's it from me, Watsal Vora. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, make sure you are giving me those wonderful five-star ratings on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Make sure you are following the podcast as well so you get notified when a new episode drops. For the time being, this is me, Watsal Vora, signing off. Ciao for now. Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.